It's the football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Here's your host, AJ Nicoletti. What up? FFFSOSS.com. At FFFSOSS. Twitter Instagram. Twitter T slash AJ Nick3 to start the show. Um, a somber start to the show after the uh, shooting at the end of the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl victory parade. Um, last time I looked, there was one reported dead and, and double digits injured. A lot of that being children, which is very, very sad and, and really just disgraceful at this point. And condolences and prayers and, and um, well wishes to all those that were involved. And um, very, very sad. Very, very sad. And, and it's um, it's not right. It's not right what happens to innocent people going to celebrate their team winning a Super Bowl. That's not, that's just not right. So I uh, had to start the show there, unfortunately. Uh, but a big show on this Thursday edition of the pod. We got another great college basketball weekend. Now it's not the three top 10 matchups that we had uh, a couple weekends ago in between the uh, conference championship Sunday and the Super Bowl. But we got uh, three ranked versus ranked matchups. So, We'll do a dive into the great college basketball weekend, into um, some more college basketball talk, then some Champions League round of 16 first legs to recap into a weekend soccer preview. And then we got the Genesis Invitational to talk about at Riviera at the end of the program. So big college basketball weekend with some uh, recap of some games earlier this week as well. Then a Champions League round of 16 first legs. Look back at those matches and look ahead to the weekend soccer slate and some golf talk at the end of the program. All right, kick it off. A great college basketball weekend upcoming. We've got three ranked versus ranked across three different conferences on Saturday. And for me, I can say they're arguably the three best. Now, I understand the Big Ten, and I love the Big Ten. I, I, I think... You know, I have a soft spot for Michigan State. Obviously, I'm a Rutgers guy. Um, you know, but they're not Big Ten. They're always, you know, Big East to me. But it is what it is when it comes to that. So, Big East, Big 12, SEC. Now, again, Pac-12 has a great team in Arizona, but they're not deep. Big Ten has some good teams. Um, but I don't know if the middle of the pack is as good as it's always been kind of a thing. Um, ACC. Has some good teams, but I'm not really trusting a lot of the other guys. So, and I'll tell you this: the Mountain West, I got to watch some more of those games and look at more of those teams because they play some good ball out there. To give them some credit as well. So, but for me, I would say the Big Twelve, Big East, SEC. Then you can talk about Big Ten, ACC, rest of the guys in there. But Big Twelve, Big East for me, and the SEC has some really, really great teams at the top. So those are. Arguably the three best conferences in the country. So you got those three games. You got a couple more big games on Saturday. You got some important matchups on Sunday. And then it carries into President's, President's Day weekend with Big 12 top 10. And, and you don't know if Iowa State is going to remain in the top 10. But Houston probably should still. Uh, even with their matchup with Texas. We'll get to that in a second. But Iowa State-Houston on Monday night. So a very big 
three days of college basketball, Saturday, Sunday, into that game on Monday night. And this Saturday, three ranked versus ranked, the Big East game, Marquette-UConn. I mean, this is the two best teams in the Big East, no disrespect to Creighton. I think Creighton's a really good team, but UConn might be the best team in the country, and Marquette isn't that far behind. This is a great game. I'm really looking forward to this game. I'm going to watch every dribble of this game. Um, I know it's not a classic Big East matchup because UConn left and Marquette's not really necessarily a Big East. So, listen, Marquette has done their due diligence enough to become a Big East school, in my opinion. So I, I like them being in the league. I think this is a great matchup. Kolick against Newton. Cam Spencer's done an unbelievable job for UConn since coming in from Rutgers. Klingon, if he's healthy, Caravan's ready to go, I think. So, they're, the UConn team is so good. And Nidario, along with Kolick and the rest of that supporting like, I'm so excited for that game. I'm looking forward to that game. And it's going to be a great one, Marquette-UConn. How about Kansas going on the road in the Big 12? This has been a storyline as they go to Norman to take on the Oklahoma Sooners, who are ranked in the top 25. Kansas ranked 6th. Oklahoma ranked 25th. And Bill Sells, Kansas Jayhawks have had some issues going on the road, especially in the league. And it's hard to win in that league at home. It's certainly hard to win in that league on the road. Uh, between West Virginia and Oklahoma State, that's really only your two gimmies, to be honest. Like, And even then, like they give you a game. But almost every other place in that league right now is just hell. Even BYU came into the league and has played really great um, and got themselves in a good spot, but Kansas, one of these elite teams in that league, you expect them at some point to get a big road win and then find a way to get an impressive one. You know, not just like a squeaker, you know, where they win by one with a buzzer. No, like you, you could see a double-digit win in Norman somehow on Saturday. You could. That Kansas team is that good. And they just haven't translated what they've done so well um, in Lawrence, in their building, in Allen Fieldhouse. They just haven't translated it to the road in that league yet. So we'll see if they can do it on Saturday. And then I think this is – I know it's not the top-ish teams in the SEC between Auburn and Kentucky because, you know, you have Alabama, you have Tennessee, you have some other teams in this mix, but – it's in the pecking order. This is a gigantic showdown. This is like, um, you know, I'm not a UFC guy necessarily, but like this is like not an undercard fight necessarily. It's still on the main card, but it's like one of those, you know, this is rank contenders seeing who gets the title shot next kind of a thing. Like that's that's this game to me, and it's an important game because Kentucky has struggled at Rupp. Now they go on the road to Auburn, who, you know, has a tough game midweek that they got to deal with, and then they welcome in Kentucky, who it's really never a good time to play Kentucky because even when they're on a losing streak, they have so much talent, and Cal is so good at finding ways to get that talent to work in systems and styles and, and sets where they get buckets, and then they're athletic enough on defense where, hey, get a steal. Hey, get a block, like, and they do it. So Kentucky going to Auburn. I know it's not Bama. I know it's not Tennessee this year, but those are two really good teams in that league, and I'm excited for that game as well. 
Some more big games on Saturday. Texas Tech against Iowa State. And I'm going to tell you this right now, and I've made this point before. College basketball maybe should have a top 35 or even like a top 40. Now, I know maybe 40 is too many because you have um, teams are going to be like ranked and not get in possibly because we've seen teams ranked in the 40s and not get into uh, the field in, in the sense of like Ken Palm stuff. But like, I'm very, I'd be very interested to see where the Texas Tech team would be ranked if you did it like that because they would be in a top, they're a top 30 team, right? So they're just outside the top 25 because that league is so good and so many teams in that league should be ranked as a, as a, as a compliment, you know, as a piece of their credentials, right? Um, so you got Tech and Iowa State and you have Texas going to Houston and, Great game last time these two teams matched up. I think you're going to get another great contest this time in Houston. Uh, that Texas team is so talented. Another team that I feel like is ranked if there's if there's a top 30 or a top 35. Definitely a top 40. But another big game in that league. Houston is so good. And Texas is so talented. Like, I'm, like some of these games, guys, if you like college ball, I understand, you know, people like, AJ, you don't like the NBA. Like, I watch the playoffs because it's one of the only things on. Like, yeah, I can get excited about baseball. The Yanks got Soto for sure. It's a different year for the Yanks, so I'll get more excited for that. I watch the Rangers a little bit because of the way I don't get MSG anymore. I can't watch every game. Obviously, I got Liverpool on the weekend. But, like, college basketball, like, every night you can watch it. And there's so many good teams and there's so many good players and there's so many great stories that you got to watch. And then Saturday comes along and almost everybody's playing. And then if they don't play on Saturday, they play on Sunday. It's great. So you got some more big games on Saturday. And speaking of Sunday, important matchups there as well. Ohio State just fired Holtman. So their first game is against Purdue. Like that, that's about the worst thing you can do to an interim coach. Now here's the number two team in the country. They got a seven footer. Good luck stopping them. Like really? That's what you're going to do to an interim coach after you fire the guy. Hey, man, uh, number two, Purdue's coming in next. And, uh, you know, they got that seven-footer. He's probably player of the year. And then they got some guards that can shoot it. And, and uh, yeah, good luck. What the heck is that, man? That's crazy. That's crazy. So, uh, good luck, I guess, because Purdue is so solid. And I told you that I didn't love their guards last year. Smith and Lawyer have gotten a lot better. I love the supporting cast. And Purdue, if they survive that Big Ten, yeah, they can, like, I know they've had some really bad, shocking losses in tournaments the last two years with some really good teams. I get it. But they're a team that's really, really good. They're a really good basketball team, man. And they've just been on the side of, like, out of ten times the the minority the last two times in tournaments. 9 out of 10, 8 out of 10. It was the other two times. So, All right. You got that game on Sunday. You got Northwestern Indiana, which is an important game in the Big Ten. You got Rutgers Minnesota, which is another important game in the Big Ten. And then in the Big East, Seton Hall St. John's. Two teams, middle of that pack, kind of fighting along with Xavier and Butler for that uh, fifth spot. Nova getting back in that race. They play, I believe, Sunday as well. If not Friday, they play Friday. They play Friday. I take that back. They play Friday against Georgetown. So you got those games on Sunday and then Big Monday. 
Iowa State Houston, which is a, right now a top 10 showdown. And if Iowa State beats Tech, they should move up, if not stay in the top 10. And then Houston, even if they lose to Texas, I could see them staying in the top 10, and they should. Um, and if they win, they might even go up. Who knows what happens with Purdue and UConn. So um, a very, very big college basketball weekend. So we'll pick the games um, after we recap some other college basketball games from early in this week. So Wake played Duke. Duke pulled away a little bit at the stretch. It got nervy, and then they got a breakaway to make it eight. So a um, little outside one possession there. And Duke is a good team. If they're shooting it, um, and, and not just like chucking shooting it. They got to take good shots. Uh, McCain's been a good player. Kansas and Texas Tech. Tech wins it big. Kansas, I alluded to it before. It's tough to go on that road in, on the road in that league, but they didn't really help themselves. They really did not help themselves in a lot of moments there. Marquette goes to Hinkle, beats Butler and Thad Mata. Impressive, really a second half from Shaka Smart's Marquette crew. And I know like. You know, he's energetic. He gets his guys going. He's he's on the court too much. And I'm not trying to knock Marquette because I can't figure out which side to bet on. That's not what I'm saying. But, like, Shaka Smart, he's on the court. Every, the one time he was, like, blocking a pass. I'm not even kidding. The ball got reversed quickly to that far side of the camera where the benches are, if you're watching on TV. And he, like, literally blocked a pass from um, the high wing to the corner. Because he was foul line extended on the court. Like, come on, dude. What are we doing here? Uh, but Marquette's a good basketball team. Kolek's a player. He is a player, man. Baylor blows out Oklahoma. Uh, maybe Oklahoma was looking ahead to Kansas, which they should not have been because Baylor is a hell of a team. So he should not have been doing that. You got Kentucky having a good second half surge against Ole Miss. Um... And then you got South Carolina Auburn, which is not tipped off yet as I record this. So that's a little behind the curtain. Anyway, uh, more games this weekend. So you got Texas Tech, Iowa State, a gigantic game in the Big 12. Tech needs to get a better resume to make sure they get into the NCAA tournament, which I think they should uh, just because of some of the wins they have. And Iowa State's playing for seeding, as they should. A&M, Bama, A&M trying to bolster their resume. They've had some good wins. They've blown out Tennessee. They've blown out some other teams in College Station. But if they can get a big road win in Tuscaloosa, that'd be gigantic. But uh, you know Nate Oates and company are going to score. Is Buzz Williams' crew ready to score with them? I'm not really sure. We'll see. Um, yeah, Wake and UVA in the ACC. UVA. Almost had a little streak of wins and then lost to Pitt at home where Pitt just punched him in the mouth early and just kept him at kind of an arm's length and did a really good job of if they're not going to score, making sure Virginia didn't score. And if they were scoring, like, okay, it's fine. We give up a couple buckets or two, but don't let the lead shrink. And they did a great job. Give them credit. Uh, TCU, Kansas State, Big 12, man. Yeah, Creighton Butler on Saturday in the Big East. Texas, Houston, we alluded to. Wisconsin, Iowa. Wisconsin has struggled. Um, they get a win against Ohio State and then Holman gets fired, so they bounce back. But they had lost a bunch of games in a row and had, you know, blown some leads. Uh, they had not looked good in some of those games at all. So, like, they were losing in a bunch of different ways. It wasn't just like, all right, close losses. We just got to execute. All right, blown, getting blown out. We got to figure it out. No, it was like a mix of losses, like, Oh, tough, tough. But they got a big game against Iowa on the weekend. We talked about Marquette, UConn. 
I don't really pick against UConn. I just can't figure out this Marquette team. So I really hope that doesn't screw over UConn because uh, shout out Tom Moore. He's a, he's a friend of the old show, M&A. Shout out M&A. Um, I wonder if he'd be a fan of the new show. <laughs> but um, he's on the staff of Hurley, and I love Hurley. You know I love Hurley, and um, UConn is so good, man. I like to root for them. Kansas and Oklahoma. Kentucky and Auburn. And then you got NC State Clemson late because that's a important game in the ACC as well. Uh, but Kansas, Oklahoma. At some point, Kansas is going to win a road game in the Big 12. Why not Saturday? I think that's the time. And Kentucky, similarly, going on the road in Auburn. Kentucky's got to get some more wins to get a better resume to get a better seed. Because they're in, but they got to get a better seed. So this is the action on Saturday, Sunday. Purdue goes to Ohio State, and good luck to Ohio State, who welcomes in the number two team in the country with an interim coach. I'm sure they'll be fired up uh, to play for um, the interim, but <laughs> listen, Purdue's really good. I mean, they just blew out a rival in Indiana who is so gets so fired up to play them and all that stuff. They got blown out. Uh, so Purdue, big there. Northwestern Indiana. This is an interesting game. Northwestern's had some really good performances and then some really ones you've looked at and like, come on, man. That's all you got. That's terrible. So, um, Indiana to me, it's a different team for Woodson with no Trace Jackson Davis. They've had to find a kind of new identity, new scores, all that kind of stuff. They're at home, Assembly Hall. Got to find a way to win against Northwestern there. Seen Hall St. John's. That's a really, really interesting game in the Big East. Both teams need it. I think both teams are fighting for like... Because at some point between the Big 12 is going to steal a spot or two from another league. And the Big 10 might not get as many teams as usual. And the Big East might not get as many teams as usual. So in the middle of these conferences, teams that are fighting for bubble spots might be fighting against each other more in these specific conferences, a Big East, an SEC an ACC, you know, like, rather than teams from other conferences for the first time, it's, or not for the first time, but for recent, for recently. So you got that game, Big East, you got Rutgers in Minnesota. Rutgers has big wins at home. Can they follow it up on the road? That is the question mark for Steve Peichel and Scarlet Knights. And then Monday, Iowa State-Houston, Kansas State-Texas, some really, really big games on Monday, President's Day as well. So a lot of college basketball. It's a college basketball and soccer show for uh, a long time going forward, folks. So get used to college basketball. Get used to soccer. Speaking of soccer, let's go to footy. Champions League round of 16. Some first legs to recap. Real Madrid in Germany taking on Red Bull Leipzig. They went at 1-0. A scoreless first half. And then a Brahimi Diaz. Unreal individual goal. Broke the deadlock. Big result for Madrid. Uh, Chomeny did play center back. They were banged up, and they bring home a 1-0 lead to the Bernabeu for that second leg. Rebs, uh, Rebel Leipzig will have to turn around away from home. Copenhagen hosted Man City, and City are loaded. They win it 3-1. De Bruyne, a brilliant goal. The Copenhagen goal came from an Ederson mistake where uh, they almost defend the first phase and then the second phase, a brilliant goal for the Copenhagen equalizer. Uh, Bernardo Silva made it 2-1, and then Foden, a stoppage time insurance goal. City 3-1. They will come back to the Etihad with that two-goal lead. 
Wednesday's games, Lazio, Bayern Munich. Lazio went at 1-0 in Rome. Avamancano got sent off. It led to a immobile penalty. That was the difference in the match. And Munich are in trouble. They are not leading in the Bundesliga. They are now down a goal. Now, albeit they're coming back to Vialnias in Munich to try to turn it around, and they certainly can, but they will be down of a Meccano with the suspension. But uh, it is only one goal that they do have to turn around. So not the worst result. And, and Mueller even said it. They were like down for down to 10 for 20 minutes. 1-0 isn't the worst result away in a first leg. Oh, that's a fair point. You know, that's a fair point. So uh, that was the result there. And PSG, Real Sociedad, PSG went at 2-0. It was a scoreless first half with so many chances for both teams. I did not understand how it was a scoreless first half. PSG with Mbappe had chances and Dembele. And going the other way, Real Sociedad tested Donnarumma a bunch of times in the first half. But then in the second half, Mbappe and Barcola, I believe that's how you say it, the goal scorers for Paris Saint-Germain, 2-0. They win the first leg. All right, weekend soccer preview. EPL, Brentford, Liverpool. Tony's been getting some goals for Brentford, uh, but they haven't had some great results. Uh, Liverpool bounced back after the loss against Arsenal with a win over Burnley um, at Anfield. So now they go to Brentford. Tony is a difference maker. Uh, and Boyman was hurt for Brentford, so his strike partner's not with him. Um... But Brentford are good when they're organized under Frank, and he's got all the guys he can pick and choose from so he can match up and, and dictate which style he kind of wants to play against which opponent. They're banged up. They don't have all their guys, so it's not um, exactly what he's trying to do. So I think Liverpool will be able to take advantage, even without Trent Alexander-Arnold, who will be out even until the Carabao Cup final, which is... Um, not great because he just came back from an injury. So for him to come back and then get hurt again, that's that's not good. But um, Connor Bradley should be back in the team. Um, condolences to him and his family after the passing of his father, which is tough. Uh, so he'll be back in the side after he was training. Mo Salah could be back in the team after he was training. So Liverpool getting some players back in the mix, but also uh, Thiago set back again. And now Trent Alexander-Arnold out of the squad for a little bit of the time being. So we'll see what happens there with Liverpool and the injuries, but they should still have enough to go to Brentford and get a result because they're in a title race. They have to go win games. City are going to win games. Liverpool have to win them as well. Uh, Tottenham and Wolves next up. Tottenham getting more fit, uh, and they're getting results with Hinge. And they're in these games, and they believe that they can find ways to win them, especially at home, and then they find... Stoppage time winners. They do it. Uh, they've done it really a bunch this season. Give them credit for believing. And Wolves have had a mixed bag of recent results. Some good wins. Some not. Some tough losses. The main United loss. They've had a couple of other tough losses where you're shaking your head at some of the results. So Wolves are an interesting team. They'll give Tottenham a game. But if Tottenham are up for it, they should have more than enough to win that one. Forrest West Ham. Forrest just outside the drop zone. West Ham in a bad moment uh, between some draws and some losses. You thought with Kuda scoring, Ward-Prowse scoring, uh, Moyes had some options to play with and to rotate, and then guys got hurt, and, and they've had a lot of issues. So, unfortunately, it's not been great for West Ham of late. 
they can go to the city ground and get a result because for me, Forest haven't been great and they're still getting kind of used to Nuno. Um, but if Forest want to stay up, they're going to have to win matches at the city ground. So they're going to come out and play. So that'll be an interesting match. I could see a, a high scoring game there um, and a result either way. Newcastle, Bournemouth. Newcastle a little better with the injuries, even with some injuries there. Bournemouth in a rough spot. Um, suspensions, injuries. It's been tough for um, Bournemouth. It's been tough for them, to be fair. Fulham and Villa bounce back spot after the loss to Man U for Villa. Fulham have had some good results, but not really consistently enough uh, for Marco Silva. You got Burnley, Arsenal at Turf Moor. Arsenal are flying. Give them credit. Uh, Trossard has been a great signing to help out bolster the depth up front. Havertz has come in, and I've said Havertz, Odegaard, Rice has to be the midfield. I understand Partey, um, and there's some other players you can put in the midfield. Please, Havertz, Odegaard, Rice. That is the midfield. That's a title-winning midfield, to be honest, and, and that's what scared me when they did sign Odegaard, or sorry, when they did sign Rice and Havertz this summer. was like, that is how you bolster a midfield. Um so Arsenal are flying. I expect them to go to Turf Moor and stay in the title race. And speaking of the title race, Man City against Chelsea at the Etihad. This was 4-4 at Stamford Bridge early in the season. It was one of the matches of the season so far. City are on fire. They rotated the squad midweek. So Pep should have really, I know he's got some guys that knocks or whatever, but relatively he'll have the full squad to pick from. If not, he'll have a lot of great players to pick from. So don't feel bad for uh, Man City. And Chelsea have been hot and cold. Um, they've had some really good results where you're like, oh, my God, here come Chelsea. You know, look at Enzo. Look at Cole Palmer. Look at the guys in the defense. They, look, they can play. The, the young guys, it's working out. Bully's genius. Like, well, maybe not that far. But then they have some really poor results. And you're like, what is this Chelsea project? Is Poach going to get sacked? Are they going to even survive this season? All that kind of stuff. So um, Chelsea, hot and cold. They had a really good result. They played. Um, I'd say they played football against Man City the first match. Give them credit. A lot of teams don't. A lot of teams don't. Uh, so we'll see what they do away from home this time. You got Sheffield United, Brighton, 20th first, a struggling Brighton team that has had some injuries. And now maybe they will get um, some of their guys back with the Dingra and Matoma because they lost a lot of guys. They lost a lot of guys to the Asian Cup. They lost a lot of guys to AFCON. So if they can get some of those guys back, I think that will help the struggling Brighton team because Deserby with options and he's able to change and attack dynamically with a couple subs and a formation shift and then all the other sudden the sudden the other team has to adjust with substitutes and they didn't want to make those substitutes or change the formation at the moment so I think Brighton will do better now that they get some of their guys back for sure you got Luton against Man U at the Kenny as they call it Luton out of the drop zone for now Man U is on fire they've won Four in a row, I believe. Hoyland's got five and five. Uh, he's scoring. Uh, Garnacho's playing well. McTominay comes off the bench and scores the winner. Mano has been really good in the middle of the park. Um, defensively, they're doing enough. And you got to give them credit. You got to give Manchester United credit. And you got to figure if they're going and trying to go back to where they want to go, which is right now top four because it's not a title yet, you got to go to Luton and win the match. So we'll see what happens with them. Everton, Crystal Palace. I know Liverpool went to Luton and Drew. Shut up. All right. The Man U fans that listen to this. Oh, Liverpool, shut up. I knew you were going to say before you even said it. So shut up. Okay. Okay. Thank you. 
But thanks for listening. Anyway, Everton Crystal Palace on Monday, six pointer. Uh, towards the bottom of the table, Everton again the ten points. I don't think it's fair, uh, but unfortunately, they got decided on before City did, which is crazy. But Crystal Palace are in trouble, and the two names I bring up, Elise and Eze, when they're not in the team, they f- they lose matches, and when they're in the team, those two guys score goals and they win matches. So. If you don't have those guys in your team, you're not going to win matches. That's the end of the story when it comes to Crystal Palace. So that's a big game on Monday. La Liga, Atletico take on Las Palmas. You have Celta Vigo taking on Barcelona. Real Valcano hosts Real Madrid. And Atletico hosts Toronto. So uh, Atletico, the only the contenders really at our home. Syria, Inter hosts San Lorenzo. Hellas Verona welcoming Juventus. And AC Milan go to Monza in Italy there. Bundesliga action. Heidenheim hosts Leverkusen, the league leaders. Wolfsburg welcome in Dortmund. Gladbach go to Rebel Leipzig. And Munich travel to Bochum amongst this losing streak. Playing some poor football. Ligue 1, not and PSG in France. All right. Genesis to open at Riv Riviera, one of the iconic uh, West Coast country clubs, courses, L.A., um, we were at LACC for the Open. A lot of comparisons to Riv. I like Riv more from what I've seen um, over the years. And the big story at the Genesis, Tigers back. Big field, Rory, Scheffler, Spieth, Morikawa, Clark, Harmon, Fitz, Matsuyama, Day, Keegan, Adam Scott, Woodland, Homa, Ricky, Xander, Fleetwood, Finau, Zalator, Zavlin, Cantley, Young, Burns, Tom Kim, Siwoo Kim, Thigala. Big, big field. In L.A., stars are out in the game of golf, and Tiger Woods is back again playing tournament golf. And I understand he's like, I want to win a tournament. Okay, play four good rounds, walk around the course, and we can start talking about winning tournaments again. Okay, let's not get injured. Let's not have some issues walking. Let's let's play four good rounds of golf. Let's get to Sunday. And if you're in contention, great. If not, who cares? Just Make the cut, play four rounds in the weekend, okay? Um, and hopefully it's good weather so he doesn't have to worry about that and getting loose and warmed up and all that nonsense that he has to deal with. But really good field. Riv is an iconic course on the tour. Uh, I'm glad it's gotten a good field. That second shot view on 18 going up the hill to the clubhouse is so iconic. Uh, the 10th hole is one of the best holes in golf, in my opinion, the quote-unquote drivable par four. Um, there's places to lay it up. There's places to hit it in a bunker, but that green is so complex and, and tough to deal with. So uh, I love Riv. I'm very excited to watch some golf this weekend. As I said earlier, I'm very excited to watch a bunch of college basketball this weekend. So, again, you know, we'll have some shorter shows, unfortunately, but I don't want to talk about things I don't watch. Like, I haven't watched a bunch of hockey. I don't want to talk about it. I haven't watched a second of NBA. I don't really want to talk about it. So, uh, I haven't really looked at a bunch of baseball previews, so let's not talk about it. So, college basketball, soccer, golf, that's really what you're getting. So, there you go. All right? Um, and a big college basketball weekend, so look forward to it on Saturday, Sunday, and into Monday. Everybody have a happy holiday weekend. President's Day. Thank you to the presidents out there. We love America, of course. Everybody, have a great holiday weekend. Until then, peace.
football, football, and football, and sometimes other sports show. That's the name of it? Guys, check out his podcast. That sounds like my kind of podcast. Football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Sounds like me.